Welcome to Conversations with Cynthia. Cynthia Hyatt is a Christian psychotherapist specializing in trauma therapy, couples, relationships, and personal development. She is passionate about your life and is here to encourage, teach, and inspire you to be your own best version. Find her online at CynthiaHyatt.com. That's C-I-N-T-H-I-A-H-I-E-T-T.com. Now, with today's fresh insights, Cynthia Hyatt. Well, welcome to Conversations with Cynthia. I'm Cynthia Hyatt, your host. And I'm always so grateful when you join me and just take time to listen to some of these insights. I pray for you all the time as I'm driving, as I'm thinking of these shows and during the week. Just really pray for your heart and your well-being and just that God would use you in the way that he really designed you to be used so that you would enjoy who you are. And if you didn't get to listen to uh, this week yet, we are talking about a kinder, gentler relationship. And we need a kinder, gentler world, don't we? I mean, I'm amazed at some of the way I see people treating each other emotionally. We have so much what I call emotional violence between people, and it's really hard to recover from. And so it's, it's always a heartbreak when couples and families um, when they don't work, when relationships are, are, are damaged to the point that they can't be repaired. There's so much heartache and hurt and things that have been said and done that people can't, they can't recover. They may not hate the person, but there's too much. And so we really want to work on how we have these kinder, gentler relationships. And kinder, gentler relationships does not mean weaker relationships. These are actually the strongest ones we have. And so kinder, gentler relationships mean that we enjoy them more. We feel better about ourselves. We have higher impact in our world. We have less stress-related problems. And we are better able to bring the love of Christ to the world. So we left off yesterday talking about your internal world. And, and we, I, I love this verse in Proverbs 23.7, For as a man thinketh within, so he is. So what is your internal home like? your insides, your guts, your heart, your head. Is there peace? Is there love? Is there grace? Or is there self-abuse? Is there anger at yourself? Do you argue with yourself? Do you accuse yourself? Do you neglect yourself? Do you condemn yourself? Do you hurt your own feelings? Do you abandon yourself? See, if the enemy can get you to abuse yourself you are now doing his job for him. He sits back and watches the wreckage and damage. Just like an auto deduction in your internal bank account, he doesn't have to do anything. You're just doing all the deductions for him. So we want to turn down this negative talk. We want to change this internal dialogue so that we learn to care for who God cares about. And that's a powerful, powerful concept. See, we, we have, we're pretty good about caring for all these other people that we know God cares for. But we forget that God cares about us. And maybe we've experienced a world that it seems like God doesn't care about us. But when it comes to being an adult, one of the things he wants to make sure is that we are actually being an adult with ourselves, which means 
You're the primary caregiver of you. And God revealed this to me years and years ago when he made it very clear to me. He said, Cynthia, you're the primary caregiver. I'm depending on you until I bring you home. You're it. You're like the babysitter. You're like the daycare worker for my little girl. You're, you're like the parent. You're like the adopted mom for my little girl. I'm depending on you to take care of you. And that, it was very powerful because I'll be honest with you, I'm the last person I want to take care of. I want to take care of everybody else. All the, the animals on the planet and all the people. I love taking care of people. But I didn't necessarily want to take care of me. What I found over the years, the better I take care of myself, the better I care for others. Much more efficient I am, much more energy I have, the better the boundaries are, the more realistic my expectations, the more resilient I am about mistake-making people. I don't take them so personally when I'm taking good care of me. So God gave you to you to care for who he loves. If you want a kinder, gentler relationship with others, you need to start with you. So you need to ask yourself, when you hear the internal dialogue, would Jesus talk like that to you? Would you talk like that to someone else? I mean, we can say some of the cruelest, most atrocious things to ourselves. We can beat ourselves up. We can judge ourselves in ways we would never do to another person. It's amazing how we will talk to ourselves or how we will treat ourselves. We'd be mortified if we ever did it to someone else. So why is it okay to do to me what I would not do to others? Why is that okay? Obviously it's not. But it's this strange thing when it comes to, to us being with us. It's this strange disconnect. Some of this happened with the fall. Some of it's, it's going to get fixed when we go to heaven. But there is this part of us that does not want to be with us. And, and when we've talked about or you've heard about that saying, you know, I'm, I'm beside myself. That's kind of where that came from. It's like, I'm beside myself. I don't even, I don't get me. I don't like me. I don't want to be around me. And so God wants complete cohesion and oneness. The same way he's one with Jesus, the Holy Spirit, the three in one. He's saying, Cynthia, the three in one for you. You, you know, me, myself, and I. Me, myself, and I need to be getting along. We need to be having each other's back. I need to take care of me. I need to care about myself. Me, myself, and I need to work as one. So why do I practice kindness and gentleness toward myself? Well, first of all, if I don't care for me, others suffer. And that is a really big deal. And I'm not wanting to encourage codependency from people. But you have to understand that there are a lot of people that, whether you know it or not, care for you, love you, depend on you. If you don't take care of you, they suffer. And they may not suffer in terms of their lifestyle, but it's a burden. And I'll give you an example. Years ago, I, had, um, I, was, I was doing radio. I was working full-time as a, as a psychotherapist. I was doing music, had a band, and I decided, too, that I wanted to get my doctorate. 
So I don't know what I was thinking. I, you know, I, I, I really did not listen to God. I will be honest with you about that. And I got really sick because I wasn't taking care of myself. I was working too hard, doing too many things. And I totally crashed. And I was out of work for three months. Three months. And I had a full caseload. Now, all of my clients were very kind, and God really took care of them. In fact, I've talked to some of them over the years. They don't even remember when I was gone for three months, when typically they can't, they can't handle me being on vacation for a week. And for three months, I was out, and no one knew if I was actually going to come back. And so that was a big lesson for me about God saying, you know, Cynthia, you have a responsibility to yourself because of others. Now, you, you may be a mom. You may, you may be a house cleaner. But do you know how I feel when my house cleaner gets sick and she can't come? I depend on her. She's amazing. She is such a servant-hearted person that makes my life so much easier. It isn't the job you do. It's that we are all in service to one another in one degree or another. And when one of us is hurt, the, all of us hurt because we're all part of one body. Even if we don't feel connected, we are. So if I don't care for me, it hurts other people, indirectly and directly. So again, you are valuable to God with tremendous resources. And some you may not value because maybe the world doesn't value all the resources that, sh- that God has given you. But they are valuable. You have resources that only you can offer. And we are more willing to take care of the planet and all of those resources than we are to take care of the human resources. We're willing to, to make all kinds of provisions and sacrifices and spend all kinds of money for ways to take care of the planet, but not for us. See, if we were taking care of us, the planet would be taken care of. That's how it works. We'll take better care of animals than for us. We want to take care of the outside always before we take care of the inside. And I have to, I have to tell you the truth. You are not abnormal. Nobody wants to deal with themselves. No one wants to contend with themselves. But you are his child, and he is depending on you to care for you. To care for you. So, you know, we have interventions when we have adults that are not taking care of children or pets or infirmed parents, right? Or doctors aren't taking care of patients. There's repercussions for that. Maybe we should be intervening on ourselves. Why are you not taking care of you? Because, see, I express and produce outside of me what is inside of me. I can only fake it for about three months. Seriously, this, this is why 90 days is this crazy probationary period that we use with humans. We do it legally. We do it on jobs. You say 90 days before you get benefits. We do it relationships. We find uh, new relationships work in three, six, nine, 12 month increments. The first three months, if you make it to three months, hey, might make it. Most people break up at three months. Make it to six. Usually have lots of fighting around the six month mark. If we get past six, we get to nine. And once we're to 12, we say this is probably a viable relationship. And then we only measure relationships by the year.
So you need to understand we're wanting it to be authentic inside so that it keeps happening. You're not faking it, hoping that nobody notices that you can't pull it off. So there's those wonderful, wonderful verses. The greatest commandment is you lay your life down for one another. Well, you are one of the others. So agape love toward myself is sacrificial, is kindness, gentleness. These are sacrifices. I don't want to do it either. You see, my flesh always leads me toward death. It's hard to be nice to myself. My flesh wants to hate, wants to deride me, wants to persecute me, wants to condemn me, to demean me, to ignore me, to indulge me in things that are not healthy for me. And I have to constantly fight it. The same way we do with any of the pets that we take care of or any of the children we take care of. They want to do things that are not good for them. And we watch them and we say no because we love them. So if Jesus is willing to be with me 24 hours a day, seven days a week, then I need to take responsibility for being with myself 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Because I can't produce outside of myself what's not inside of me. So think about that. This is how loved you are by Jesus. And he's perfect. He wants to be with you all the time. I mean, I don't know. Is there somebody you want to be with all the time? That, that's quite a big thing to say about someone, that this is how much he loves you and sees past all the foibles, all the struggles, all the things that might make you unlovable sometimes. So if he's going to be with me 24 hours a day, seven days a week, I need to do the same. I need to honor my master. I need to care for what he cares for. I need to care about what he cares about. And that means all people. That means you. And that means me. See, loving is feeling and intention put in to action. Feeling and intention put into action. That's what love is. That's what God did. He loved the world so much. Those feelings became intentions, and those intentions created all kinds of actions. So how do I practice kindness and gentleness? Well, I follow the master's way. What would Jesus do? And what we do know is that love means do no harm. It does not mean cause no pain. Because there's painful things that need to occur in order for us to get healthy and to be whole and to be the best version God has called us to be. So love means do no harm, but it doesn't necessarily mean cause no pain. So the easiest way is go back to my internal home. If I always go back to what's going on inside of me, because the more I manage me inside, the more I don't have to deal with me and think about me. It's kind of like if you take care of your car, how often do you have to think about it? But if you don't take care of your car, you have to think about it all the time, and so does everybody else, right? <laughs> so it's really important that you understand the enemy wants to lie to you and think that 
tell you that self-care is somehow self-indulgence. Self-care is responsible. Self-care is taking, I mean, think about all the cars on the highway that people don't take care of or the uninsured motorists, right? If they were being responsible, that helps all the rest of us. So I, am I treating myself in a way that would honor Jesus? Because I belong to him and he loves me. It's kind of like if you, had a, if you loved your friend, your husband, your children, and your children went and spent the night at one of the friend's homes and the parents were really mean to your kid, how would you feel? How about if you left your pets with someone and you found out they didn't take care of them? Oh my gosh, right? Big problems. That's how Jesus feels. That's how God feels. How are you treating you? Are you treating you in a way that would honor Christ? So what is your internal home like? Is there peace? Is there love? Is there grace? Or is there abuse, anger, arguing, accusation, neglect, and condemnation? So the question is not whether you are worth taking care of. See, that's already been established. It's are you willing to take care of you? Are you willing? Because remember, if the enemy can get you to abuse yourself, you're doing his job for him. And he sits back and watches it. So would Jesus talk to you like the way you talk to him? Would he use the words that you are using against yourself? See, these are great challenges today. And I'm glad you're listening because this is part of turning this right side up instead of living upside down. See, there's a little child inside of you next to Jesus. Is he having to protect that little child from you? You want to be working with him, not against him. So ask yourself, when you hear the way you talk inside, would I talk to someone else like this? It's amazing how we talk to ourselves or how we treat ourselves. And we'd be mortified if we did it to somebody else. So why is it okay to do it to me and not to others? Because see, one of the things that happens is if I'm willing to do it to me, it eventually comes out and I do do it to others. I repeat what's inside outside. That's the way inertia works. So I need to be very careful. And I need to get my internal world in order. So again, the question is not whether you are worth taking care of or whether you are valuable enough. God has already established that. The question is, are you willing to take care of you? So I want you to think about some ways that you may need to change. What are some concrete things you could do? Would it be something as simple as drinking more water every day? I'm working on that one. I have a tendency to not like water. I think people that have grown up in Arizona have a hard time with water. Never learned how to like it. <laughs> so I'm working on drinking more water, and it is very helpful. So what's something little you can do? Is it just walking around the block, maybe? Is it, is it simply making your bed every morning? So you come home to a bed that you get to crawl into instead of go, oh, there's that rumpled bed. Now my room is a mess. My, my life's a mess. Is it something as simple as having one meal a day that's very healthy and working on trying to get the rest of them okay? 
Is it being kinder to yourself and relaxing? Is it, is it focusing on, on peaceful thoughts, positive thoughts about the world? And there's a lot going on in the world right now that can really distract us, but it still belongs to God, and he still loves it very much, and he's still doing a good job. He's still here, and he's still working on it, and he still has a plan. And so even though we need to take seriously what's happening in the world, we need to be very careful about the effect on us. Because if it causes us to lose heart, to lose faith, and to lose faith in other humans, and to judge humans unnecessarily, we are going to become hateful in our own hearts, or distrustful, or suspicious, or accusatory. We need to remind ourselves, this is still God's world, and he is still very committed to it, even if we don't see it. So it's not about necessarily a feeling. It's about the intention with the feeling being put into action. So are you willing to care for you, and how do you want to do that? Is it something like not listening to talk radio for a while, listening to classical music to calm your brain, and then going back to listening to some talk radio? I like talk radio. But we have to be careful. What's happening to our internal world? How do we keep ourselves at a, at a place of calm, at a place of peace, so that we can think, so that we don't just react? So these are very important questions for you to be asking yourself. How can I put this into practice? How can I be that kinder, gentler version to myself as I practice it with those around me? And we're going to keep on with this subject this week. We are going to continue with this kinder, gentler relationship so that we move toward, as we've talked so much about the inside, how we do that also on the outside. We're going to talk about different types of love and how they manifest. We're going, to talk a, we're going to talk a lot about how this has a ripple effect and why, again, are you worth taking care of? Why are you not worth taking care of? And these are two questions I really want you to consider. I want you to say to yourself, you know, if I don't think I'm worth taking care of, I better figure out why. And I better take those things to God and say, this is why I don't think I'm worth anything. This is why I don't like me. This is why I don't trust me. This is why I think I'm a loser, whatever that may be. Or this is why I'm angry at the world because nobody's treating me right. And I try to treat people well and they don't treat me right. And now I'm getting angrier and angrier. And I'm getting harder and harsher. And so these are things to take to God and recognize he has answers for one. He also really gets it because he lived down here himself and he was mistreated much more than any of us would ever have been mistreated, right? And he did not lose who he was. He did not lose his sense of worth and value. And he did not mistreat other humans in spite of how he was treated. So I'm so glad you listened today. I want you to think about these questions. Make sure you check out the website at CynthiaHyatt.com. C-I-N-T-H-I-A-H-I-E-T-T. If you need a speaker for your group or organization, I love to do that for you, and I sing as well. So make sure that you contact me through the website if you have any topics you would like me to address. I love to hear that. 
Have a great rest of your day. To hear today's program again or to share it with someone else, please go online, CynthiaHyatt.com. That's C-I-N-T-H-I-A-H-I-E-T-T.com. Conversations with Cynthia is heard daily at 3 p.m. and 12 noon every Sunday on Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ. Follow Cynthia on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn at Cynthia Hyatt. Until next time, remember... Be your own best version. Yeah.